Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churchtea.org. Greg and I want to kind of leave everybody, and this isn't just for graduates, but it's for graduates, with a thought from the Scripture about what life's supposed to be about. About 29 years ago, I wore a blue gown about like what Dawson's wearing right now, and I walked an aisle away, and I, I, I stood there, and what I, I thought something had ended, but what I didn't realize was life, in all reality, my real life was just beginning. I was starting the process of leaving childhood, but I was beginning adulthood. I was saying goodbye to friendships, but I was just beginning the process of understanding what real friendship and community meant. I was saying goodbye to immature dreams, and I was beginning the process of discovering a mature vision for my life. See, I think we often think of moments like this as endings, but really they're beginnings. Many of us look at graduation like, man, my child is over, my child is over, the fun's over, and the responsibility's about to begin. What we don't realize is that the real adventure of blossoming into what God always intended you to be is just starting to pick up steam. Moms, you look at this, this moment of kindergarten graduation as if my little baby's not a baby anymore. When God's looking at this minute as this chance for this little one to start to realize their gifts and their callings, and those things are about to be used for his glory. We look at retirement, all my guys on this side of the room, we look at retirement as the end, but for many people in the Bible, this was their time. Their lives were just beginning. Their callings and real purposes were just beginning. Guys like Moses and Caleb and Joshua and Abraham and Zechariah. Could I name Sarah and Elizabeth and Naomi to that list? So let me encourage each of you today with the words we've been unpacking since the beginning of May. Everybody in this room. Therefore, the Apostle Paul says, I urge you. I beg you as a prisoner for serving the Lord to lead a life worthy of your calling. Look at the person next to you. Slap them a high five and tell them to lead a life worthy of your calling. Now the next thing he says, for you have been called by God. Now look at him and say, you have been called by God. Tell him right now. Tell him like you mean it. And Right now in this moment, one of the most important things you can do is this. Celebrate what has been, but don't maintain it. Look to the future and frame it. Don't, don't get stuck where you are looking backwards. Look forward. The best days are ahead. I promise you, don't let the future come at you. You go at the future because you have the power of God, the calling of God, the grace of God at work in your life. And so today, celebrate what has been. Don't seek to maintain it. Look to the future and frame it. Yeah, they made us tag team. That's scary. One of the, one of the areas that is so important when we have these reflection pieces or these reflection moments in life is that onward trajectory. When you are going forward, that is more important than your historical resume. 
But see, the historical resume, the word historical is already in there because it's already something you've achieved and accomplished. And so it's easy sometimes to dwell on what is already concrete because the future, the trajectory of your life is very sometimes uncertain or unknown. And it is at all of these points whether it be kindergarten, graduation, high school, college, or even retirement, what do I do next? I know what society says I should do. I I know what the honeydew list says I should do. I know what mom and dad are telling me to do. I know all of these things on paper, but there's a lot of uncertainty. And where there's uncertainty, we tend to, as people, fall back to shrink back to a historical resume. And it's never wrong to look back to know where God has brought you from and where He's taking you to. And one of the best examples in the Bible that really makes this a concrete and understandable idea is the majority of the New Testament books were written by Paul. And Paul certainly had a trajectory of ministering and being an apostle of of God and was setting up churches and and really being the father figure for a lot of the churches at Ephesus and Galatia and Rome. And he's writing these, these epistles, these letters. But you have to understand that sometimes your historical resume isn't always sunshine and roses. Not every moment that you've arrived at, that you stop and reflect, that the historical resume is not always beautiful and perfect. It never is. Whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, nobody has a perfect resume that says, man, everything went right up to this point. I hope it keeps going perfect. You have to understand, as Paul is visiting churches, as he's writing letters to churches, you've got to know what Paul's historical resume was prior to him being this amazing apostle of God. He was Saul of Tarsus. He was the number one arch enemy of Christianity. His job was to go into homes, kick in doors, haul out men, women, and children to arrest them, to even have them put to death. From what we understand, the Bible says that at the stoning of Stephen, a martyr for the cause of Christ, that they laid their coats or their garments at the feet of Saul. He might and very well could have been present at the very stoning of Stephen in the Bible. This was not a good dude. This was a man who was given charge to make sure that Christianity was stomped out stamped out and forever forbidden on earth, and he did it well. Think about the letters he's writing to churches. Think about where he's at in his life as he is giving instruction to churches of people that he may have had put to death. And sometimes that historical resume, when you're at a moment of reflection like graduation or retirement, everything hasn't gone well. You've made mistakes. We've all sinned and fallen very short of the glory of God. And these are the moments that we stop and reflect on a God whose grace and mercy is big enough to cover Saul of Tarsus. It's big enough to cover my ugly, and it's big enough to cover my mistakes. And so my historical resume, while important, the onward trajectory of where God is leading us is way more important than what's behind us because the Bible tells us to forget the things that in our past, and we press forward and onward to the calling, to that mark 
of that high calling which is in Christ Jesus. And so that onward trajectory for our retirees and our graduates is so important. There's ugly in your past. There's mistakes in your past. There's broken pieces in your past. Leave them there. Leave them under the blood. Know that God's grace and His mercy for every mistake, fault, and failure will cover that up. And keep on pressing on. No matter where you're at in life, keep on that onward trajectory. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Has been, but don't maintain it. Look to the future. Frame it. I think it's important for us to realize that, 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 that there's an ultimate graduation we're waiting on. We have to be compelled by finishing the race and winning the prize. That's what informs and directs and purifies our lives. There's, there, there's, Paul writes here in Philippians 3, Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, I forget what lies behind. And I strain forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. See, that's the future graduation. That's the ultimate graduation. That is the real one. We must filter the whole thing through that one moment. That's how we should live our lives. That's how we should make decisions. That's how we should face fear. That's how we should overcome adversity. That's because we know that one day we will stand before Jesus. It is that that filter that will hone our character. It is that filter that will help us become more Christ-like. Today, Greg talked about onward trajectory. I want you to think about something. You CPA people will get this, maybe better than anybody else. There's a bar bar graph, right? Uh, We want up and to the right. A trajectory upward. That doesn't mean there are down moments. But the trajectory has to be up and to the right. Why? Because we're looking up and to the right one. We're looking towards Jesus. And everything that you do, everything that you go through, you should make the decision in the moment according to that moment that will take place at some time later. That today you would purify your lives. You would, you would look to that moment and say, I'm compelled toward that one. One day I'll get to hear or I won't get to hear Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servant. Whether you're retiring at this moment, you still have days left. Utilize them for the glory of God. If you're a college graduate, your vocation and career is yet ahead of you. Use that vocation and career to honor God and bring others to Christ because you'll stand before him for what you did with that. If you're a high school graduate, don't be one of those graduates that goes off to college and forgets who you're supposed to be. Remember, in that moment, you are supposed to be a follower of Christ. For you kindergarten kids, I've lost you. You won't be lost long, I promise. Keep following Jesus. Look, because he's looking at you. All right? This is not an ending. It's a beginning. When you go to a graduation ceremony, they put this fancy word, and as a high school teacher, I've been to a few of them. They even let me graduate um, from Chillicothe High School. Kids complain about four years. I've been there like 26 now, and I'm like, they never let me leave. Um, But every year we have a ceremony, and they put it inside your graduation card. Doesn't matter what, what school, where you're graduating from, they call it a commencement. 
And I think that at first we assume that because you're honoring four years or at that point 13 years of some sort of education and training, that a commencement is the ending of your school career, and now you're kind of getting to make choices about what you want to do. But from the old Latin or the old English, the word commence actually, and if anybody's good at Spanish, there's a verb called comenzar, and it's the verb to begin or to start. The word commencement doesn't mean end. It means to begin. When you commemorate a coin or a new building, that word commemorate means that this is something new. This is something that we're dedicating. And so the word commencement, a ceremony, isn't that we're afraid to look backward, but that we have arrived at a spot, but today is the beginning. Right. Here's the beauty of believers and those of us that are in Christ Jesus. No matter what ugliness and no matter what problems we bring to a point in our lives, the grace and the mercy of God always allows us to have any time that we will lean into Him, a commencement. And so today doesn't have to just be a commencement ceremony for high school, for, for kindergartners, for retirees or college graduates. It can be a commencement for somebody's life that may have been really rough up to a certain point, or you've been really lonely, or you're really hurting. Today, in this moment, can be a commencement ceremony of your own doing. Where you say today is not the end of something, but rather the beginning, going back to that up and to the right, that onward trajectory. That can apply to anybody and should apply to believers and unbelievers. Today for an unbeliever could be the very moment that you decide to make Jesus your Jesus and put your trust and faith in Him. And so today could be your commencement doesn't just have to be Dawson's or JT's or, or, or Jake Bollinger's. It, it could be your commencement from a past littered with, with strife and hurt and realize that he says, cast your cares on me. All you who are heavy and worn down, my yoke is light. And so that word commencement, the next time you hear commemorate or to commence or commencement, remember it means to begin and to start brand new. And so today, that's what we choose, hopefully, to do as believers in the body. Okay, real quick, look at your neighbor, slap a high five and say, celebrate what has been. Don't maintain it. Tell them, don't maintain it. Now tell them to look to the future and frame it. First Corinthians, we're in like this. First Corinthians 9, 24, 26, read like this. Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? And the Apostle Paul's words are this, so run to win. Run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. He says, so... I run with purpose in every step. See, we're made with intention for a purpose. Everyone in this room, from the kindergarten kid up to the retiree, and if you're still on earth, you still got time to do what God called you to do. 
And, and there's purpose for every step, every moment, everything that you do. And here's the thing. The more of us who live and respond to God about that calling, and we respond to it in humility and submission to his will, we will be the ones who change the world. I'll say it again. Those that respond to that calling, that intention with purpose from the heart of God about their lives, respond with humility and submission to that will, will be the ones who will change the world. They will be the ones who overcome adversity. We can be the ones who live in satisfaction, who find reward and blessing and peace awaiting us at the end of it all. And so let's keep walking that out. See, all of us have a graduation every morning. It's called the sunrise. You know what it is? The Bible says this, the mercy of God is new every morning. Doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter what went on good, what went on bad. Doesn't matter. Every morning a new dose of the grace of God's given to us. A chance to start fresh and new. The weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So listen to me. How? How do I? You start by building the kingdom, not your resume. You start by being concerned more about what God wants than what you want. You start by pursuing whom God would pursue. You start by going that direction. You, you begin fresh and new by getting your focus off of you and on other people and on the glory of God. Begin to build the kingdom, not your resume. Secondly, keep your eyes on the prize. This is not all there is. If you're not a follower of Jesus today, I don't care what you've been through. There's mercy new for you every, this morning, but there's a great prize waiting for you at the end if you endure to the end. And so it's worth every bit of struggle. Paul called them light afflictions. It's funny to me that Paul starts this journey. He, he dissuades his former resume, right? He says, I forget what's back there. You know what he does? He has a new resume. You know what his new resume is? He talks about being shipwrecked. He talks about being beaten and imprisoned. He talks about having had to go through certain kinds of crazy things, being betrayed, and all sorts of other things. And he reminds himself that all of those are light because God's doing something greater than he could ever imagine. And at the end, he'll receive reward. That Jesus himself will give him a crown of righteousness. The guy who was a murderer. So for all of us, there's hope. All of us is this fresh start today. So I want you to do me a favor. If you're one of our graduating people that we just acknowledge, would you stand up all the way from the oldest to the youngest? Would you stand up? Greg said something at the beginning about honoring those who honor is due, right? Even our kindergarten kids, right? We know, I know that many of you are sitting here right now and you're like, you're what Greg said. I can't go not one more step. I am tired. I am wore out. I'm frustrated. What I want to do is if you if that's you, would you would you look around your look around here right now? Let these let these lives here bear witness. Would you raise your hand? Look, at I am tired. I'm I'm weary. I'm frustrated. Anybody like that in here? If you're raising your hand, stand up. 
We're going to let the body of Christ be the body of Christ. We're going to go eat here in just a minute, but we're going to do some business. We're going to ask God to do something in the lives of these we are honored and the, those who need strength. So I'm going to ask the rest of the body of Christ to be the body of Christ. I want you all to stand up, and I want you to huddle around one of these ones standing, the ones who have made it and the ones who don't think they're going to make it. Do it now. Move quick. Move quick. All right? Huddle around them. Get up around them. There shouldn't be not one. If you're not a follower of Christ, now would be a good time to grab somebody's hand and say, I want to start. Pray for me. Get around somebody who is standing. All right, here's what we believe about prayer. Prayer is a team effort. Okay? Prayer is not spectator sports. You don't listen to me pray. You go ahead and jump in the water and pray, and we're going to pray for every one of these. God knows every hair on your head, every problem you faced, everything you've overcome, and so everything you need to overcome. So right now, let's be the body of Christ, and let's pray. So Father, right now, Jesus, we rejoice in that we know you, that, God, we have a new start today because of your grace and because of your mercy. God, we celebrate what has been accomplished in the lives of these who, are, who, who make up Church Triumphant. Church Triumphant is a building. Church Triumphant, God, is a, is a people, is a, is a gathering, is a family of God, and we celebrate what you're doing among the people of God. God, we speak light and life over them, God. We speak grace and peace over them, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God, that... T- God, your hope for them is strong. We pray, Father, your blessing would be upon them. I pray your grace would be upon them. And I pray, Father, the road ahead would blossom into the calling of God coming, becoming clearer and clearer. God, for those who are tired and weary, God, we speak light and life over them. The Lord Jesus, you'd pour in them right now, God, the rejuvenating power of your Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus, they'd pick up the step and you'd put it down. God, they'd pick up another step and you'd put it down. God, your word promises, God, you order our steps. You delight in the details. And so now, Jesus, orchestrate their lives right now, Lord Jesus, to bring you honor and bring you glory. God, the overcoming and the weary. God, the the tired and the triumphant. God, we pray, Father, that right now you do work. Those who are sick in their body, sick in their mind, sick in their hearts, God, because of things that have gone on around them. Spirits, Jesus, we speak healing and blessing and life over them right now. And Jesus, we thank you and we trust you and we bless you, God, for being who you are. Lord, you're great. God, we celebrate with you your triumphant victory displayed in the lives of these ones here. And and we celebrate the victory that will be, God, in those who are running towards it. Lord, we thank you, and we trust you, and we bless you. It's in your amazing and strong name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant. Another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churcht.org.